Welcome in. Uh, this is the second part of the third episode of the 38th podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Noah Schulte. And I'm Zane Schwartz, your other host. Your other host. Um, to this, in this part, we're going to be talking about DACA and Ooh, boy. really big point of contention. And yes. It's a really big point of contention in Congress right now. Um, Trump wants to end it. There's a lot of different things surrounding that. There's a lot of big impacts that ending it could possibly have because it is a big program. Um, 800 beneficiary, 800,000, sorry, 800,000 people are enrolled in DACA Nationally, nationwide. Yeah. Um, and then in Colorado, 17,000 in Colorado. Yeah, 17,000. Uh, there's a there's a massive economic incentive to keep it going and continue that. Um, it's um, let's see, we have the official the uh, state house passed a house resolution um, 18-1004, um, and it basically says whereas dreamers are important, pretty much. Um, it's a whole whole thing. <laughs> it actually just says whereas dreamers are important. It it, it does actually. Um, Play a vital role in our national, state, and local economies. So, um, 90, so to, let's give a little bit of background to DACA before we really get into mm-hmm. our to, to what's going to be an interesting discussion about it. So, DACA is it's a program for people who deferred action for childhood arrivals. Yes. Yeah, so, basically, what that means is um, pe- people who enroll who came to the United States with their families before they were sixteen can enroll in a program to get a work permit and to stay in the United States for two years before they have to, re- to reapply for uh, continued stay. And to be accepted for continued stay, you have to get to be either in work working or, or working or in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and so each time it was it ran out and then you reapplied, and this ensured that no one could apply you know, and be in here. school and then drop out of school. Yeah. Um, so it's you have to be in school or working every time. Um, yes. But with Trump ending it on March 5th, uh, you won't be able to apply anymore. Yeah, yeah, and that's... I mean, there's a lot of things that that represents him ending it. Um, yeah, I think... A lot of policy-wise. Yeah. Um, but j- specifically Colorado. So, yeah, because Here's Colorado the, uh, has 17,300 uh, people enrolled in the program. Um, so if, if they were to end it, it would be 800... It would lose... Eight hundred fifty-six point nine million dollars mm-hmm. in the GDP annually, um, and uh, basically, so we we got the House resolution here. Um, it says, whereas they're important, um, they are contributing. There's a whole bunch of them yes. in um, Colorado, seventeen thousand three hundred. Yeah. Um, according to several survey, majority of the American public overwhelmingly supports giving dreamers the chance to stay permanently, which is interesting. Um, the uh, Colorado House of Representatives believes that tax dollars should be, and this is an interesting part, should be used efficiently on sensible border security and not on deporting dreamers who have been living peacefully in our communities. So while they do support, like, hey, let's make sure that illegal immigrants don't come here, which is totally fair. They also say, but guys, come on. Like, these like, aren't yeah, these illegal people, immigrants. Yeah, and, like, the big the big problem for me is, like, these people are essentially full Americans at this point. Like, and everything except for papers. Like, yeah. they have lived here for long enough that, like, they – this is the only place they know. Like, they came from – the majority of these people came from places that they were only in for – 
what, like a few years. Yeah. They never really knew any other life outside of the United States. And so you're basically sending people to a foreign country that they've never been into, that they have, some, they might have some family in. Yeah. But other than that, they're completely alone in a foreign country who they're loosely related to. With their, yeah. They're uh, loosely related to. It just, sending it just me back to Russia. I, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, uh, and, and going off the, um, important uh, to society and that most um, Americans support keeping them here. The uh, House of Representative, Colorado House of Representative makes an interesting point that they are, uh, quote, or that, quote, families should be kept together because they are the basic unit of society mm. and should not live in fear of being separated from their loved ones, end mm. quote. Interesting. So interesting. there's a little bit of hypocrisy there. Yeah, like if... A lot of those Republicans preaching family values and yes. keeping families together. I, not necessarily Republican. I mean, there's. I mean, there's. Both sides. Both sides preach. I mean, both sides preach family values. But the way that the Republicans preach it is, or to some Republicans fair. preach it, is differently. Is different than Democrats. To be fair. So basically, they want to keep families together. Yes. Except not. Except if family you're the right values family. Are if good, you, but if you are quote the right family, they want to keep you together. Well, yeah, I think it goes to. If you are the family that fits within the society of, say, let's use let's use Colorado Springs as an example. And now I have nothing against Colorado Springs, but I think it's a widely known fact that Colorado Springs has a fairly large conservative um, population. That's one way to put it. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so in Colorado Springs, I think that it's not looked at even as breaking up a family it's merely looked at as well the family originated in mexico so why don't they stay in mexico like that's right. not that's not real argument though like, i mean is not... it not i think it's i can i can see the logic behind it i mean it's it's saying you're basically if like... the if they refuse to assimilate which i have some problems with that because they have assimilated pretty well yeah, they have. by like, renewing it every 90, two years. Ninety-five percent of them assimilation. are in are working or in school, which is but, pretty good assimilation. But if we're going to use that language, it's like if they don't assimilate, why should we have them here and and you know allow them this quote unquote free pass? It comes back to the meritocracy. See, but that, that I think. whole yeah, but like. If they're if they are not pulling their weight, they're not assimilating as we we're going to use that folk that terminology here, then they would not be re they would not be like their renewal would not be allowed would not be granted. Yeah, exactly. Because the whole thing is you have to be working or in school, and so I think that that whole argument that they are foreign people they have no they don't know how to live here like that the, all that kind of stuff is just bullshit. Yeah, I mean I think that's fair. I think it's yeah it's generally a cover for. Nationalism. It's a national. It's cover for nationalism. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's even racism. I think it's, it's just nationalism. Yeah, I think it's not as much like oh they're Mexicans. I think it's more. Well, there's that, definitely an aspect of that. I'd say there. Yeah, it's fair that there. But I think it's mainly that. Wait a second. Why are these people like? They, yeah. they are Mexicans. They're not United Statesians. Americans. Wow. United Statesians. <laughs> you know what I meant. Sure. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think that's the main thing in support. And I think also, I think the main opposition to DACA 
and not necessarily the policies that DACA enacts, but just DACA, is that it's an executive order. Yes, right? that's that's a big point so, of contention here. Oh, I mean, it's and unconstitutional. I, I I mean, like if we take politics out of the equation, because I have some points about you have. I have a few opinions about the po- political side, but yes, I mean that is a decent point that this was an executive. Oh, order. it's totally fair. Like, it should. It, I no, I I yeah. I'd say yes. It's fair it to sense. say, okay, guys, this executive order's been around for way too long. We need to make this into law, or else this is basically sanctioning executive orders to act as law. Don't you mean that? That's the whole thing. That's the whole reason why the government shutdown happened. Uh, yeah. Right. But the issue is if we say, okay, guys, we're going to, you know, we're going to um, make this into law, we got to actually do that. Yeah, like we can't <laughs> – I'm, I'm fine mean, I'm fine with ending the program in its current state as long as it comes, it comes right back comes as, right back, as yeah. a law. And, and this is where we get into the political aspect of it. We have, mm-hmm. um, we our, have main, once, our main man, Cory Gardner, voted for – Isn't it Bennett? Um, well, both of them, but Cory Gardner voted for um, the reopening of the uh, government and extending the deadline until February eighth. Um, that's it's soon. Which too. it's soon. It's pretty soon. Um, and that was expected. He voted for the tax. But I mean, everyone knows his policies. Um, Bennett, though, also voted for. Um, he voted to reopen the government, and he's getting a lot of flack. I think Kamala Harris, um, Democrat from California, specifically said— Potential presidential candidate, too. Well, we could yeah, have that. yeah, we'll see. Um, she said specifically, look, we made a promise to the Dreamers, and we can't yes. you know, flake out on it just because the government doesn't exist anymore. But I think at the same time— I don't think you can say that because that just puts us into the same political deadlock that we've been complaining about since 2008, right? I mean, we got to stay in the I think I think it was a good play for Bennett to I think it was a good play for Bennett to vote to reopen the government because Mitch McConnell specifically said, "Okay, check it out." we will work on legislation. And I think that by Bennett's signing on to that, I don't know if his vote was critical, um, but I think by signing on that to that, he put himself in a place where I think Mitch McConnell will um, ask him or, or consider his opinions more so in the DACA bill that Mitch McConnell promised he would put to the House. Mm-hmm. Or the, we'll, um, we'll see the how Senate. that we'll see how we'll see how, we'll see, that, we'll plays see how that plays out. out. I am but, not optimistic about Mitch McConnell saying. Say well, he word. made the promise in front of the everyone, you so like he he's cares? well, that's fair. He's kind of screwed if he doesn't follow through with it, though. I mean, yeah, but he got his tax bill passed, so I don't think he cares about anything anymore. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> him that's, and Paul Ryan. Yeah, well, Paul Ryan's he's just kind of a dick. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but but either way, Tadaka, Tadaka. I think that I would say that it's completely fair to vote for a government reopening. To uh, I mean, isn't isn't Bennett exactly what we've wanted for the past eight years? Someone who can say, while I'm a Democrat, and while this is clearly a Republican bill, 
I'm going to vote for it because I know yes, that it'll help, what, right? This is what we want. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to have Bipartisan people check. like Bennett. But, but at the same time, how do we then support DACA and I mean, ensure that we don't get screwed? I think that the, the DACA thing is interesting because, like, I, I, I don't know how we – I don't know how you could have bipartisanship <laughs> that supports DACA and doesn't screw someone over. Well, can't you just make a DACA bill? You can, but, like – Who does that screw? Nobody is hurt by DACA, am I wrong? I mean, the Republicans, sure, it's not in the Republicans' best interest, but at the same time, it kind of is, because if what the Colorado House of Representatives said is true, if the overwhelming majority of Republicans... They're not going to do it. This or is their, of think... people support DREAMers, doesn't that mean that voting for DACA is just objectively good for everyone. Yeah, it helps your voter act, let's base. Let's not act like the Congress is really here serving serving Americans be, Americans' needs right now. Like let, let's not let's not be naive about this. If you watch the last like year and a half of politics, year and a half. You're not gonna I mean, especially <laughs> last year and a half. If you Sorry. if you watch the last year and a half of politics, we're not gonna be here like, oh yeah, they're they're really they're really listening to what people need. They really, they really care about what's going on with the, with their constituents. Like that's, that's not, yeah. that's not what's going on at all. But I think that the Republicans see the writing on the wall in the next midterms, and I think that they are not going to let this one go through just because I think that they realize that they, that their the majority is going to change soon, probably. And I think that they're not. You gonna, think the Republicans are just going to block it until they can't anymore? Wouldn't that be a really Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell thing to do, though? <laughs> I mean, like, I, th- I feel that like that be. might happen. Like, I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying think it should. Gardner would sign on to that? Maybe. I think Gardner would. Gardner would do it. But I'm, well, I'm just I saying I think that that's a, that's a possibility of, thing, of something that could happen. Right. But let's let's talk about the constitution, the constitutionality of this. Oh, I, I have – I don't know. You I don't, don't know. Take, I don't I mean, know like, about the constitution. The constitution uh, – it's just basically like the executive order shouldn't be – the executive order and is – the main argument is it's unconstitutional. It's, yeah, it's unconstitutional, which kind of agree with. Yeah, that's fair. But on the same on the same side, like, isn't the – I'm going to get political because <laughs> this is a politics podcast As and that's kind of what we're going to do. Right. Isn't that kind of hypocritical? If Donald Trump is like, this is an executive order. It should not say this long. This is unconstitutional. Isn't, isn't that kind of – I Isn't mean, that kind of contradictory to the Muslim ban, things like that? Like, yeah, but I think it's a different beast. I mean, I think it's a different it's a different strain. But like, if he's really going to go on about this is so unconstitutional, how are we letting this happen? Isn't that kind of ridiculous for him to take that kind of a stance? But he's talking about unconstitutionality in the sense that he, that executive or that particular executive order has been around for it's been so around long. For so long, whereas. His executive orders, while unconstitutional, sure, maybe. No, definitely. It's uh, it while def- potentially while potentially unconstitutional. It's a totally different. It's it's a question of enduring executive orders. Are enduring executive orders legitimate and just the process of making executive orders, which is totally different. I think he's fair in saying, "Hey guys, we need to stop." Making I'm just such saying, who is aggressive. he? Who is he to talk about constitutionality? That's fair. Has, I mean, yeah, like, that's fair. 
Yeah, like that's that's that, that's well, all I'm saying. Like I'm saying I agree with him, so like in this really narrow interpretation of it. But who is he to say anything about that? That's just that's just my point. That's all I wanted to say about that. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's fair. Um, okay, but Colorado. <laughs> oh yeah, we but Colorado. <laughs> Um, the economic strain it's just, would it's be dandy. very significant. I mean, 17,000 people. Just gone. Firstly, just gone. Secondly, um, I think, it, and, and, and what is it, 500, 856.9 million dollars? Yeah. Which is significant, but compared to our, what, 200 billion dollar GDP? It's, still it's not huge. It's large. I think the it's main half impact. It's 100% of the, econ- the economy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think the main impact is the education. That's so many kids mm. that you would take out of school and destroy a. If You're we. Splitting families apart, first of all. First of all. But also, if you want. If we want to have ec- or, um, educational institutions that have diversity, regardless hey. of what end that yeah. diversity is, is going to, if we want educational um, institutions that have diversity, we have to keep these kids in school or else we risk um, blocking them through a different thing than what we are looking for, but we still end up blocking them. I'd say we want diversity. I think we can all agree that diversity is generally, regardless of the (laughs) means or regardless of the end, we should, it is an important aspect of diversity is an important aspect of Colorado. I don't know if we want diversity. Why would we not I, want I, I, diversity I don't think we want in Colorado? I'm not saying consciously. I'm saying subco- subconsciously. I don't know if we want it. Like just like look at the way communities like divide themselves and segregate themselves. Look at the way we refuse to right. have equal funding for public education. Do we really want diversity? Because I don't think we no, do. No, I, I think that's a fair point. But it's not – I don't think it's as much do we want diversity and as much is diversity a is it good, a good thing? idea to pursue. And I think that's a definite yes. We need to pursue diversity, especially in something – you know, by using something like DACA where we have this spe- incredibly specific viewpoint. Yes. Right? We need diversity to be – you know, these kids are in school and they're going to have very specific um, policy, po- political ideas that are informed by what they've been through, right? I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I just... Is it not important to Colorado? It is. As it's a important, state? but I don't know. I th- I feel like it's just that that's a difficult line to take with this kind of a thing. Why? Because you're not sacrificing. You're not, it's like you're getting getting rid of diversity altogether. You're totally getting rid of diversity. Okay, you're not getting rid of diversity altogether. That's fair. But you're getting rid of 17,000 people who contribute a incredibly specific viewpoint in the case that this situation arises again. I mean, the viewpoint of a DACA recipient I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just like, I just want to 
I, I want to play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Like, I don't, I mean, yeah, that, right. Yeah, like, I think that, I I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like you're not getting rid of diversity. You're just losing a little part of it. And if we go back to what we were saying before, these people have, like, a lot of these people, this is this is the only place they know. This is the only location that they've ever been in. This is the only society they've ever really acclimated to. So, so is is so there, is it really is there is assimilation it, taking away their diversity? I'm not saying it's taking away. <laughs> I'm just saying you're going like, oh, we have these different people with like all right, these different right. viewpoints, different stories, different things that inform who they that inform their political views. But I feel like that's also kind of saying, like, I feel like a lot of these people. Maybe may have been too young to really remember right, all these right, stories. Right. Remember, have all these like different experiences be legitimately part of them, especially rather than just a backstory of something they can't really right remember. Now. Right. So I feel so like. So how do you reconcile the pursuit of diversity through these students and also, but they're assimilated. There's no need to kick them out. They're basically Americans. You can't have both at once. I'm, I'm saying you can't. I know. Hmm. I'm thinking. I mean, right. th- I okay. mean, like no, we, makes, we've been talking yeah. about diversity. Just a ton lately. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, so I think, like, the end goal of diversity is really colorblindness. Right. right? It's really, not, it's really not about. Is it also socioeconomic status blindness? Yeah, because that it, it totally is. That's and that's the big thing. But like, then that's why diversity is important in the terms of DACA, because I think DACA people. DACA recipients have a specific socioeconomic status that others don't. So even if they are completely not generally, like you no, can't no, say no, they no. generally it, do because it's seventeen thousand people. You can't just generalize that. That's okay. That no, but they are reliant on a two-year. Every two years, they are reliant. It is essential to their socioeconomic status that they get a th- a little thing that says you can still work here, right? And that's unique. Even if they are completely. Even if they're basically an American, right? Let's say even it's a white dude. Let's say it's Let's a say. white family okay. that went down to Mexico, lived two generations there, said, oh, wow, this got really bad, and decided to come <laughs> back here. Okay, I'm just going to go right past that. Yeah, let's, <laughs> just, let's just keep going. Um, you know, it's, it's a white family that went down there, realized they didn't want to be there, and came back to the U.S. illegally – Right. Even if they look and let's say the kid was, you know, like six months old when he got here. Right. Even have to be South American or like Mexican. Like, can they just be? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, no, you're that's fair. I mean, but like Canadian, let's just like Canadian. (laughs) They can be from anywhere. I don't know why we have to say. I don't know why Canadian. Okay. I don't Um, don't know. But but anyway, anyway. um, And they come back here. Right. Even though that kid may be exactly like an american human being right so you're saying all americans are white well no i mean you know the what the argument for a sure you know correct family you know what i mean um even if that kid is exactly like that he is still there's the constant idea of two more years and then i gotta get it again two more years two more years every time you're reliant on the government. So I think that in a way that brings diversity, it's not really it's a like good really thing. Like it's pretty sinister. Like, <laughs> it's it's fairly sinister. But it is diversity. It's diversity, sure. And not just racial, sure. which I think sure. is also yeah. important, right? Okay. So I think that's the way that you can both get 
assimilation while maintaining the value of diversity. Um, okay. I, I mean, I, Again, I don't really have a, little, a rebuttal to that. It's like a little... <laughs> is this a, I mean... It's a little dogmatic. Um I mean, again, it's also a little sinister to be it's like, we need these people to stay reliant on the government to ensure that they're diverse. <laughs> we need these, but we, they, they can't go and they cannot be citizens because they, because otherwise, otherwise, otherwise they're not diverse anymore. No diversity. I'm just saying, I don't think that the, that di- the diversity aspect should be played up like this. Because yeah, it's not, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not the important thing. The important thing is the economic. It's just not a, yeah, it's it's not important. Human, the the economy, education, yeah, and, and humanity. The, the humanity aspect is something we were talking about right before we started recording. We were like, right. we, we should stay away from this because <laughs> everyone knows the sob story, but it has to be brought up a little bit. It does because I mean the breaking up family. Like when you part, when you wa- yeah. I, when you're watching videos of people of like families being just like saying their last goodbyes to each other. For an unspecified period of time, because someone was like, "Oh, you were you you were bo- you came here before you were 16. Too bad you got to go. You got to go back. Yeah. You, you, we know you've made a life here. We know you've you've made a family. We know you know you've done all this stuff. But you're not a but you're true not, American. You're not supposed to be here. Kind of. You're not really supposed to be here. So we're going to send you right back. You don't know anyone there. We don't really know. That sucks. You, you don't really you don't really know what you're gonna do, but. You know, you're but back, you're supposed so it's fine. to be. You belong. You belong there. there. Yeah, I think it really comes down to national identity. Oh, it's a nationalism thing. Where do you thing, yeah. belong? And it's a complete yeah. nationalist agenda that the, the Republicans are pushing right now. It's veiled. It's really. It's well veiled. It, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, definitely national. It's veiled under the idea that oh, this isn't constitutional. This isn't constitutional. How we'll can we see, let this happen? It'll be interesting to see what. Um, opposition gets brought up when we take it to the Senate and it's suddenly constitutional. Suddenly. <laughs> what objections will be used then? How can we let these people stay here? They have just lived their whole, the majority of their lives here. Oh, no. Either like, way. I, I mean, Either way. I, I feel like the big... I, like I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this thing right now, at the legislator thing, and it says... Resolution. Uh, Whereas families should not be... Should be kept together because they because they're the basic unit of society and should not live in fear of being separated from their loved ones, and that is a damning line. Yeah, should not live, live should in not be, fear. Live in fear of being separated from their. Loved I mean, ones. that's I what like DACA does. That is a, that's a basic human right right yeah. there. Like, hey, I like you're my family, so I feel like we shouldn't. I shouldn't be terrified that you're gonna just <laughs> at any day now just right. gone. One of us has to just go. Yeah. And like you're you're. Again, you're literally you're tearing families apart over some pretty much a technicality. Yeah, yeah, definitely a technicality. <laughs> it just does not. I don't yeah, know, it just does not make sense. I mean, I I get the argument against it that it's unconstitutional, but if it's unconstitutional, there is an easy easy way to make it constitutional because it has widespread support. From all across the aisle, people like it. It's a good program. And Colorado's trying to do – I mean, this resolution Colorado's was passed. It, yeah. And one of the points of the resolution um, – let's see. Be it further resolved that copies of this resolution be sent to Colorado's congressional delegation. Ooh. So they actually Ooh. sent 
things that said, look, Colorado wants, Colorado this. wants this. You better That is the you clearest message this. that the state can send. And I think that I think that Bennett followed up on that. I think that Cory Gardner followed up on that. I think everyone that voted for the government to be reopened did follow up on that because yeah. the government I mean, like let's we we all know the government's not doing anything if it's not open. If it's not if it's, alive, if something's not, okay, if something's not open, happen. then nothing's happening. Exactly. Like a so basic, it has to be working thing. regardless. Yeah. So I think it is – I think voting for it was the right. Was – I mean – yeah, sure. I mean I feel like it, it's the right decision to say, hey, like that – we our, people of our state want this, so let's yeah. do it. I, I mean, I mean – I, But this is the biggest point of contention – in United States politics right now, arguably, besides take away all the Trump Mueller stuff, take away the looming, looming corruption, which I mean we probably might want to get to at some point. Eventually, but, we'll see. But like, this is the biggest point of contention: is whether it is constitutional, which probably not. But like, whether the Republicans care enough to make it constitutional, whether they will and upheld, uh, whether they will uphold their states their states agendas, and if we can work, if we can finally put aside partisan basis base bases 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 biases bias well but that's a totally different thing although I guess that works too I mean it's the same thing if yeah. we can put aside bipartisanship or um, partisanship. partisanship and say. Okay, fellas, we got to get this done. And I think we are starting to work through that mm-hmm. by Bennett saying, and there was one um, state representative, oh gosh, I forget, um, Polis maybe? Oh, God. I think it was Polis. <laughs> God, that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but Bennett, and I think Polis, um, God, that guy's the worst. saying, uh, okay, we need, regardless of sure, it's the tax. The tax plan's already gone through. We need to get this done. And I think we're finally seeing that. And I applaud, I applaud Bennett. Hopefully, for, it gets, hopefully it gets done because this deadline is coming up soon. February 8th. It's um, next Wednesday. It's really close. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll keep you updated on that. Yes. We'll release part one and part two separately, I think. Are we? Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to release part one and part two separately. You can look for that in the coming days. Um, listen, you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes right now. We're trying to get to more sources. Just give me, give us some time there. Because the just money give us, is hard. Yeah, just give, just give us a little <laughs> bit of time. Um, do you have anything to say? No. Anything I to think plug? that's that's Totos. Yeah. Um, I'll we'll try to do the uh, call to the um, Pueblo. Public jail sheriff, commissioner, yeah. we sheriff, etc. We'll do that next. Yeah. Next episode, but DACA uh, was very we're gonna have pressing. Some, so. We're gonna have some interesting. I mean, yeah, this was one of the most cynical episode we've done since sexual <laughs> harassment. But that was a fun episode. I mean, I feel like we can. This will be good. Yes. Like we, we we'll, we're, we're gonna have some interesting things coming up. We're gonna talk a lot about the legislature and those mm-hmm. and what they're doing. Yeah. Um, this was more of a national focus episode. Yeah. Next next episode we're gonna get right we're back gonna to, do, we're gonna um, get right back to Colorado. Colorado stuff. the the upcoming. Election. We're gonna look into the. Oh, um, it should be interesting. Governor candidate. The this. I think it's like twelve people. It's ridiculous. For um, governor. Uh, so yeah, it'll we, get it'll get. We have some stuff. Um, leave us a five star review on iTunes. That'd be greatly appreciated. Do those exist? Yeah, you can 
Yeah, you can rate podcasts. Oh, today I learned. Okay. <laughs> so give us a good review. Leave us a five-star uh, rating. and Or just the rating you think we deserve. It's five stars. It's obviously five stars. Great. Uh, thanks for <laughs> listening, and uh, see you next week.